Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I apologize, Alice. I was downstairs on a very important burn barrel business phone call. Oh, yeah? Yep. I was talking to one Michael Giuseppe Montante. Oh, yeah? Who himself, in any moment, is going to be doing an episode of Montante's World. Nice. They have a lot to talk about in Montante's World, obviously. (laughs) Yes. Um, We talked about um, Morgan. And mm-hmm. speculation that if I was heading down up to see for that party that Morgan talked about, that possibly Montante would join. There's networking happening. Oh, wow. Most importantly, it is Michael Montante's 32nd birthday. Wow. Happy birthday to Mike. Absolutely. 32, 32, 32 would have been for me. Wait, I was born in 73. So 32 is. Morgan is in our chat saying he talked to Gus today. No! Oh, wow. What is Gus thinking? <laughs> Gus, what are you thinking, man? Although, I mean, I, I know you haven't seen it today. I have not seen today's yet. I've been all Coleman over Coleman has no honor, man. No honor. Man, he, he, he just absolutely sold Gus down the river. It was, it was pathetic. Like, you, I, you, you guys don't know. A lot of you don't know what that means. But anyway, there was some backstabbing happening. I'm only 40 minutes into it. I'll wait for you to upload the video for us to watch the rest of it together. But Okay. To see a, a guy get away with so much while another guy with limitations is just whipped <laughs> and flogged constantly. My goodness. But, um, okay, Alice. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to wonder now, is the is this, is this Biden administration still officially in business? I know. Who's actually president right now? Or have they also gone in Chapter 11? Because <laughs> who's... Like, where is the Secretary of Defense? The White House had to put out today a memo 
asking cabinet officials to please let them know if they're not going to be around? <laughs> you would think that would be like a bare minimum, too. And I was telling you how, you know, I was seeing comments from people that were like, what's the big deal? Just tell him to let you know next time. No problem. People make mistakes. Like, what? Was it not obvious to everybody that if you're one of the handful of most powerful people on the planet, that you have to let the president know if you're not going to be showing up to work? Yeah. We- I mean, like, I would. This isn't like somebody's first job at McDonald's where they didn't realize that they had to call in in the portal. If to- you're needed in 10 minutes in the situation room. Then you should be, we need to know where you are. And you need to be not in Puerto Rico and not in the ICU. Mm -hmm. Now, when I was a lifeguard, we gave most of the people, I was one of the pool managers, but we gave most people a chance or two with the like no call, no shows yeah, or the not coming in, you know, because young people are often in their first job and they do sometimes not really get it. So you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. But that's not what Secretary of Defense is. No. (laughs) You're up there. You're like fifth from the presidency yourself. And then, so today we found out what it actually was. Yeah, I'm trying to roll on this audio. But today I also had another problem where the internet was just really bad. Are you on the good network? I am. But it's just not, it's just. It could be storm related possibly. But it happened today too. It yeah, happened for maybe... today for some minutes. As I was, I had ten minutes left in a segment. I was like, hey, "Okay, I'm getting nothing here." Um. So, anyway, so we found out what it was, which, like, so they had said it was an elective procedure, which I guess this could elective procedure is a little bit vague. Elective just means that it's like a scheduled in advance procedure and not like right. an emergency surgery. But so anyway, we were told it was an elective procedure. And then today they come out and say, oh, well, actually, it was prostate cancer. Right. Which seems like, I mean, I suppose you're, apparently they caught it very early. He's in great health, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm kind of reminded of the John McCain thing. Do you remember when John McCain was having his like brain surgery on his brain cancer? And they were like, oh, he just got this little procedure on his eye. I don't remember them covering that up. No. I do remember them like trying to make it like it was no big deal. And there were a few people on Twitter being like, actually, no, that's like kind of a major surgery. And I'm not saying that's what's happening here because prostate cancer is a really common cancer. And I think it's one of the ones that they're like pretty good at now. So, I mean, I don't know. It could totally be fine. So anyway, so apparently he went in for this like relatively small prostate cancer procedure. But again, the story is the Secretary of Defense had prostate cancer. Apparently long enough ago, so his elective procedure to deal with it was scheduled for December 22nd, so presumably he knew before that, but the President of the United States found out that the Secretary of Defense had prostate cancer today? Today? Like when the rest of us did? That makes the story worse, not better. Yeah, well, totally great. This is not good. I cannot play audio out of the same... I'm not... This is freaking terrible. I am sorry about that. Can I that. play it out of there? What if I... We can't switch midstream. Hmm. Uh, that is no bueno. Okay. I'm gonna I don't try, know why we'll try, may I, I'm, I'll try that, that one again. Okay. Is it Ever, internet related or is it something else? I think it's internet related. It's just... It's not, I don't know what's going on. It's, it's not... 
Yeah, it's the, the wheel's just turning. Hmm. Okay. And not enough so I can get any audio. Which is terrible because today was a very audio-packed show. Hmm. Ugh, okay, well. It sucks. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, so... Yeah, in my opinion, this makes the story a lot worse, not a lot better, to come out and be like, oh, this whole thing that we were like, minor procedure was actually that he was in the ICU after his prostate cancer surgery, and they're saying that this was a, a UTI that developed after the prostate cancer surgery. Rather chickish, mal- chickish malady, too. I don't like that. You know, guys aren't allowed to get UTIs. No, that's girls and drink cranberry juice. That's the rule on that. Did you know that that's the rule on that? I did know that, yes. That's girls and drink cranberry juice. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to try something else here. I'll see. Um, so, so anyway, so there's that. The Biden administration is doing that. Meanwhile, they are also not doing anything about the border, which continually becomes more insane, and the stories about the migrant crisis, which now impacts other places besides border states, just are progressively getting more ridiculous. So this story came out today about the, um, what is this, James Madison High School in New York in the Bronx. Um, And they're a pretty, like, prestigious Bronx high school. Like, um, they have a bunch of famous alumni. So, like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg went to this high school. Chuck Schumer. Bernie Sanders. Okay. Anyway, so they're like a long-standing high school. So they sent the following message out to families today at the James Madison High School in the Bronx. Pivot to remote. Important notification from New York City Public Schools. Bet you didn't think you were going to hear pivot to remote anytime soon. Or that when we did, it wouldn't. it would be related to the border. Dear families, I'm writing with an update regarding the activation of James Madison High School as a temporary overnight respite center due to the forecast of potential high winds and flooding conditions beginning this evening through tomorrow morning. To ensure a smooth transition for families sheltering overnight in the building, our school building will be closed on Wednesday, January 10th, and school will be in session remotely for all students. Students should plan to log on and participate in classes from home. Um, da, da, da. Some of the like sports are still on, etc. from the principal. So they are pivoting to remote, and according to the elected officials, this is due to the migrant families that were they were trying to house them like in tents and stuff, but because the weather's too bad now, they're saying, sorry, kids, we are taking your high school and putting all the migrant families in it. Unbelievable. And talk about a way to get riots going. I mean, this is in Chicago. This is not good. This is not good in communities, especially communities that... Joe Biden needs. I mean, he's going to win New York regardless. But still, this is, I mean, part of it's delicious because it's leftist policies, cannibalizing leftist policies. Mm -hmm. But, like, this guy is feckless. This guy is feckless. People aren't even banging in sick. There's no call, no showing. There's nobody, I mean, really? We're they like we're here. Internet speed download is three forty four point nine. Upload is five sixty eight point nine. So the internet speed is fast. Yes, says the connection is very fast. That's fast. Maybe it's possible that the video I'm choosing. Maybe the user. This is Curtis Hulk. Maybe Curtis Hulk's stuff is. Oh, maybe he's he's having trouble. His stuff is just slow. Or maybe something's wrong with Twitter. Oh. Oh. 
Oh. Because let me see. Yeah, stuff is slow loading for me too. The wheel is spinning or whatever. So I think it's a Twitter issue. Okay, I, I don't have Truth Social. No yeah. one tried. Um, okay, so anyway. So yeah, so that's uh, about 2,000 migrants that were on Floyd Bennett Field are going to be temporarily relocated to James Madison High School in Brooklyn. And yeah, so that's that. That's brutal. And that's that's like we said before, that's not just happening there. I've got this, some of this stuff on YouTube. They told you the guy. Okay, be quiet. I got some of the stuff on YouTube. But this is like, it's this is going to be happening, keep happening in big blue cities. This is a problemo. I mean, is there anything? Is there anything right now that's going well uh, for these guys? No. I mean, it just looks organizationally like it's a total mess. You've totally blotted out. There was a great. Who's the tiny dude who does the who does the who does the polling? Frank Luntz. Mm-hmm. There was a great Frank Luntz thing where. He said, where he's asking voters, 18 Democrats who aren't voting for Biden again, a lot of them are going to write in people, they still, for the most part, hate Trump, but said, okay, Biden came in, and the one good thing he did for us was win in January 2020, in, 20, in November 2020. That's mm-hmm. the one thing. But but he hasn't delivered on any of the stuff that we wanted, and he's also like a jerk, essentially, and things are so much worse in every way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's what it is. And like, like John Kirby is the most competent guy in that administration. Yeah. And it's still difficult for him. Thank you. John, what kind of commander in chief is President Biden that at a time when American forces are under fire <coughs> in the Middle East, he can go days without knowing that his defense secretary is in a hospital bed? Peter, there's a lot to your question. So I want you to bear with me for just a second. Now, first of all, at no time was the ability for the United States military to defend our national security interests compromised. At no this is not a I mean, sentence that you know, want the communications director to say. This, yeah. is, you, this is, you don't want to hear this. No time was the commander in chief not always in command and control of uh, our military forces around the world. And over the course of those days, we did take military action, action that he approved. Uh, taking out uh, a senior militia commander in Iraq uh, with what we call a dynamic strike, a strike that he had approved many days before, for which the theater commander had full permission to execute. We did shoot down drones uh, and missiles in the Red Sea, uh, our ships at sea, because he made sure they had the existing authorities and the capabilities and the training to do that. So uh, he has been on on top of these issues uh, all the way throughout. Now, look, what your question kind of gets to is, and I've seen some of the sniping out there, you know, uh, that... Uh, Kirby's saying, I've uh, seen some of the sniping out there. How effective can the process there. be if the secretary can be gone and we, and we don't know about it? I think what you need to understand... Kirby is like, earning his pay right here. Mm-hmm. This is excellent work by him. I hope people will understand, um, is that the national security decision-making process does not require, in fact, should not require, cabinet-level officials being the sole... People in the room making decisions on any given day. You oh, so he's expendable. You don't need them. You don't need them. Up and then yeah. the cabinet officials, whether it's Secretary Blinken or Secretary Austin, come together as appropriate. To you make- should see the semantics he's doing with two of the teams with Secretary Blinken, Secretary Austin. It doesn't matter who. It doesn't. The names that matter. It's all procedural. It doesn't matter. So yeah, which ones I do mean- we need? 
Apparently, nobody needs to run the Department of Defense. The key decisions, which happened. It happened on the 1st of January. If you'll bear with me, because I think your question really gets to a, a bigger issue. And I'd like to just, if I could, sure you would. I just want to walk you through a little bit of the timeline here. Get their questions to a bigger issue. Okay, that is our strategy. Get their questions to a bigger issue. <laughs> because I think it's important context. So on the... Th- 31st of December, that was a Sunday, Jake Sullivan held, held a lengthy secure telephone conference with the Central Command Commander, General Carrillo, to discuss a bunch of issues, the situation in the Middle East, and of course there's a lot to that. The next day, on the 1st of January, President Biden convened a secure telephone conference with uh, Mr. Sullivan, with Secretary Austin, with the Joint Chiefs Chairman, uh, General Brown, Secretary Blinken, the DNI, the CIA director and other members of the team. They covered developments in the Middle East. President Biden directed the NSC, Department of Defense, and the State Department to accelerate work with allies and partners on a joint statement on the Houthi attacks in the Red Sea, which was to be issued according to the president's direction no later than Wednesday. You saw we did that. I came to the podium and read that out. From Monday the 1st of January through Wednesday the 3rd, the National Security Advisor, his deputy, Middle East Coordinator Brett McGurk, spoke repeatedly with their counterparts in multiple foreign capitals to secure. So this is Kirby telling us how incredibly well well the country still ran. Mm-hmm. This is not what you want to hear. No. And the fact is that you lied about where he was. We didn't know anything. And the president just found out today where he was. Right. So does the president never need him? And if that, in that case, well, that's interesting. Sure is. <clears throat> Because it raises a question we were asking before, like, who's actually running the military if you can run the military without needing anybody at defense? Right. Cure the support for that joint statement. Senior NSC officials coordinated hour by hour with senior Pentagon officials who are also making phone calls and securing support from foreign partners. The president's uh, final approval on that statement uh, uh, happened shortly thereafter, and as you know, it was issued on the 3rd of January. Also on the 3rd, there was a principals committee meeting on Haiti. Um, and the point isn't <coughs> that the country <coughs> is set up so that it comes to a grinding halt if somebody's AWOL. <laughs> we, we assume it's not. It's like, you you know, when you have the <coughs> when you've got the jet ski and you've got the, the key tethered to your hand. Or if you're on a treadmill and you're, you've got the, the key thing tethered to your hand and you fall off and pull it off, then the whole thing stops. Right. We don't want it set up like that either, obviously. Right. The point is, is that he's supposed to be there. And if he's not there, they're supposed to know where he is. Because as you've been saying, it's a civilian rule of the military. And why isn't the military leader informing his civilian boss as to his whereabouts Mm -hmm. every moment? This is when building a democracy from the ground up, civilian rule is even more important than the peaceful transfer of power. Oh, yeah. This is, you cannot have this. I was a MacArthur guy. I'm for MacArthur. I wish they didn't whack him, but in the sense they had to whack him because you can't spout off against the commander-in-chief. Mm-hmm. That's the rule. And this is, like, where is this dude? Fire him. I'm sorry, get him a, a, um, a, a an edible arrangement and say good luck with the cancer, but sayonara. You're gone. You don't get to be a wall and then come back. Right. Since so like the the sacred covenant is that military people put the job above themselves. That's the thing that when it comes when the bleep hits the fan, you put the job above yourself. Mm-hmm. And 
you don't take a cheat day. Well, right. And, like, it's honestly not that hard to tell the present where you are. It's the present who's not afraid to take days off. Which actually... I mean, Pete Buttigieg which, got to be on maternity leave for like right, months. Which and is they all, didn't even tell the public. Which is all make pretend. Right. You're right they didn't tell the public. It makes, it, it makes you wonder what else aren't they telling the public. Right. Well, it makes you wonder too, and I've seen a few people say this, this isn't a point original to me, but if they're not going to tell us when Austin is in the hospital and having serious medical things going on for a month would they tell us if the president was no <laughs> i mean like of course not they're not gonna let us know anything no i mean all of this stuff is in the way information is leaked out etc like donald trump is they, they the feds have found all the nuclear secrets at mar-a-lago and they're pouring through right now uh, by the way joe biden you know, days later, somehow has relinquished all the documents that he had. But by the way, he did it in a good and cooperative way. It's like, really? You think that we're you're effing around here? The fact is, is that you had to inoculate Biden against the crimes that you're using against Trump. Right. That's the whole Because you know they've all done them. Of course. Which brings us to Fannie Willis, Willis who I've got to say, Alice, as somebody who's lived close to the poverty line. You even, relate. Um. Well, I can't relate because I think she's got a lot more money than I have. Mm -hmm. But for somebody who's essentially underachieved in one way or another, even though titularly it seems like perhaps I haven't, like mm -hmm. I'll, I will have an, what's it called? I have an obituary which can be filled with some stuff. Mm -hmm. So like I didn't leave a Elon Musk mark here. But I left, I kicked up a tiny bit of little dust in my corner of the world. Mm -hmm. I've had interaction. Oh, I'll put it this way. I've had interactions with people who matter, even though I don't matter. Okay, okay fair, fair. You know, I interviewed the president of the United States while he was in office. That's huge. It's uh, other people have done it. <laughs> it's a bit worthy. Mm -hmm. But what I never did is get in on a good grift. True. Which I should have done. I should have gone into the to green office cleaning products grift. I had a chance to at one time. That would have been a great, great one to do. Um, any climate stuff. I should have gone into the climate grift totally. And then there's good old-fashioned grift. Which Peddling. is what this is. Corruption. So Fonnie Willis, the DA uh, in Georgia. Mm -hmm. This is the one prosecuting Trump. Right. Which is one of the ones prosecuting Trump. But mm -hmm. yes, she is. And this grift is good because not only she decides she's going to prosecute Trump on a whole bunch of BS, and she decides that the way she's going to do it is get her boyfriend or a guy she's hooking up with mm -hmm. to be the prosecutor, pay him a ton of money from the state, from the state, and then then he lavishes her with gifts and trips mm -hmm. from those paychecks he's getting from the state. Meanwhile. This guy has no like experience being a real prosecutor. Or right. Whatever. So this is prosecutor Nathan Wade, and this was a filing that came out last night. Um, in the case, um, that 
he has been paid now $654,000 since last January to prosecute Trump, which he has used to pay for vacations he's taken her on and other things that he's done with her. So she's living the high life getting taken out to dinner by the guy she's paying with Georgia state funding to prosecute Trump. So, I mean, yeah, wow. Get it, you know, nice work if you can get it, right? Like, we've made wrong decisions in our lives, apparently. I am so jealous of this one. It's such a good, <laughs> it's such a good method. I think, I don't have anything like this. There was a time when I had to, there was a time in my life when I had a position. And by the way. In the last 30 years where I had to, I had to make purchase of a bunch of stolen goods. So I had to clean the money up. So... Um, so I had to do some underhanded stuff there, but it, it, by the way, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, it's, it, it's not what quite what it, what it sounds like, mm-hmm. although it's a fascinating story and one that's interesting. And by the way, this information, the person who made this filing, um, this information, according to this attorney, a bunch of it comes from, um, the documents from Wade's ongoing divorce proceedings. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's great. Yeah. That is great. And it should also be known that Wade has met with the White House general counsel as oh, well. Oh, wow. Yes. So as if the point is that... Mm-hmm. Anthony, okay? No. What's... It's the iPad. Well, I understand that. But he did you just... Are you okay physically? No. What's wrong with you? She probably lost something. Is that the food? Is it a food? What food? Italian food? Was was somebody in here? I was eating one in here. When? Last night? No, just now. Oh. But I ate it all. Okay, well, she's finishing it. Okay. Okay. She probably knocked it off over there and grabbed it. Okay. Sorry, we have a... a, um, there's several scavenger, escalating crises um, happening a scavenger in this room right now. foxhound here who has found some food and is now she eating took it my, my feet. takeout container that I was eating right before we started here. So anyway, anyway, but this is a good graph. So yes, he actually met with the White House counsel. This guy, this is so shady. He's obviously gotten guidance from the White House on ways to go for Trump, on stuff to leak, etc. This is so shady. This is so corrupt. It's it is interesting. That I believe that the Democrats feel that they have, that they can say, look to January 6th as the shield mm-hmm. for everything that they're doing now, and say, you remember democracy, remember Trump, this time he's going to be a, is going to be a dictator. And then those people who aren't chilled by that, they're just going to say, well, he's going to take away your abortions. And that's the campaign strategy. Yeah. And it's just incredible to me because it's such a massive case of projection once again by the left because everything they accuse the right of being oh Trump's so corrupt people are benefiting personally from you know and his family are benefiting personally from him being in office etc cetera, etc cetera, all this stuff and then like while they're going after him they're literally enriching themselves and their loved ones by going after him like he benefits from having the most corrupt terrible enemies ever doesn't he totally Oh, like, totally. They're amazing. Like, are, are they not capable even of prosecuting a case against him without making themselves look like the worst people on the earth? No. If people give, like, Trump crap for having, like, Roger Stone, et cetera. These, that's what these people are. 
Mm-hmm. But not as good as Roger Stone. Oh, yeah. Because they are legitimized by like all the institutions. We're told that she's like this brave, intelligent black woman standing up to corruption and saving our democracy. And like, actually, she's just a lady that is hooking up with a married guy and paying him out of state money so that he can take her on fancy vacations. Yeah, these are just grifters and dirtbags. This is like the BLM people who made all the money in all the houses. This is like, this is who you think they are. These people are absolute grifters. And I, I, but I think this is wonderful. I want to hear more about this. I do think that there needs to be, I mean, at some, I don't know how Trump does it. Who, Who knows? But there need to be real people going to real jail at some point who aren't just people ancillary to Trump. We need people, mm-hmm. real people going to real jail. Uh, so we love this. This Vanuola's grift. I need to have a grift. If one of you guys knows a good grift, I would like it. The grift what I did with the stolen items are just, um, not stolen. It was a long time ago. The statute of limitations has passed. But the key is, the hard part is to get the company money to make to get that to shine that clean launder that money mm-hmm. that's the whole you're not really listening or else you'd be interested I, in this what are you doing i'm looking at the story but that's okay that's okay um i do want to hit something else um okay that we it's touched on last night but we missed or i missed two major parts of it last night we had the girl <coughs> who uh was caught by the main wire who was a scared of certain places we named our podcast after it last mm-hmm. night when you change something from a name that's honoring into one that is denigrating people. This is the problematic places panel Mm -hmm. in Maine. Is racist, that is derogatory. You're changing that space and you're tipping the balances of power. And I know Mm -hmm. that like being an indigenous person and like going out a lot of times I'll be looking on Google Maps and see like a name that I'm like, "Mm, that's suspicious or, oh, that's derogatory. And I don't want to go there. I don't feel comfortable going there. She Googles these places and won't go there because she's <clears throat> indigenous, which she's not, I don't think. But but that's fine. But there's two other cuts that I didn't see that they had. This meeting was started by this lady who really table sets for us. You could say that reading Maine's place names is something like reading a book. And some folks will tell you it's a comedy. But when you read... Alice, what is reading these names, reading Maine's state names... Not like <laughs> reading a book, right? And what will some people not ever tell you? It's like a comedy. Correct. Nobody's saying anything about the state name. I mean, talk about having to put up a false formula to work off of. Right. Read these names through the lens of racial equity. This book can read more like a horror novel. You know what's too bad? If SNL did comedy anymore, <laughs> they would be afraid to act like this because this could be a good st- skit. It really could. Yeah. Once we know what it reads like a horror novel is behind the names that are all around us. Once we can see what lies behind the facade, the question we have to ask ourselves is, are we? Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details as eager to continue honoring them. Many Wabanaki elders, of course, and many of the knowledge keepers in Maine's multi-generational black- Knowledge keepers. What do you mean? That was totally, it's totally a normal intellectual <laughs> thing to say. Knowledge keepers. Many of the knowledge keepers. <laughs> ...in Maine's multi-generational black families are aware of the painful histories behind some of these names that normalize white supremacy and violence against black imagine? communities. And we know that repeated constant exposure does harm. Uh, do we know what does competed exposure do? Uh, not really cause harm. It doesn't cause harm. The, the it exposure doesn't cause harm. to Sorry. the dangerous place names is not harming anyone. Right. How can you positively assert? That? I mean, what studies can you point to that show that people are not being harmed by these place names, Tom? Right. That's a good point. I can't. I can't. <laughs> that's why you have to move all the statues and. By the way, we talked about the UPenn statue yesterday. That has been reversed. They are not doing that anymore. Yeah, the state officials in Pennsylvania had to step in and complain to the Biden administration that they're being made to look like fools because the Biden administration, which they support, by the way, you know, it's Josh Shapiro, their um, governor there in Pennsylvania. He's a Democrat who was elected fairly narrowly. And... um, you know, he has to go to the Biden administration and be like, guys, I support you, but can you stop trying to take the William Penn statue away? You're making the Democratic Party look like it's run by crazy people. Here's my... <coughs> Who does that? What am I hearing? I think that's our son, Cyril. Screaming? I think so. Like a, some, some, kind of, some kind of war? I don't Scream? know. I don't know. Rebel yell? Yes, Sally, to... Sally, can you go check on Cyril? We thought we heard him some blood curdling attack scream. And can you guys all look for the oh, iPad, please? Jesus. Oh my gosh. I don't like kids. Say no. Okay. Uh oh. All right. Here's um. Here's the, um, another. This is great. It's not just the name, names that are racist and bring back that the knowledge mm-hmm. keepers are hurt by, by <laughs> the knowledge keepers. God, can you imagine? Can you imagine being like how patronizing that is? There are, by the way, many names in Maine that objectify or denigrate women, sexualize the landscape, or play on tropes of loose women and witches. Uh, for example, Virgin's Breasts is a place in... By the way, denigrate them by comparing them to the landscape? Like, what is wrong with Virgin's Breasts? Isn't that supposed to mean it's perfect very derogatory. And, isn't it supposed to mean perfect and pure? Yeah, but that's the point. Uh, is it implies that if you're not a virgin, you're not perfect and pure. Oh, I so see. So if you are virgin's a hoe breasts. and you see the place name Virgin's Breasts, you might feel that it's implying that your breasts somehow aren't great. So we should change the name 
like Virgin Breast Road to Slut Avenue. <laughs> yes. It's, that would be celebratory. Uh, yes. For example, Virgin's Breasts is a place in Maine. Nipple is another place. Old Maid Rock. At one point in my life, I will be a legal resident of Nipple. I'm telling you that. <laughs> it's going to be happening. Old Maid Rock. Imagine that. <laughs> Unfair. Uh, but that is a topic uh, that deserves its own presentation. Does it really? <laughs> Says the tax-funded group. Yes. They need a new tax-funded group just to address Old Maid Rock and Nipple. <laughs> <laughs> they are not going to be able to do that with at their current funding level. They really need no. to dig in on that one. <sighs> What's a knowledge keeper? <laughs> Am I allowed to be a knowledge keeper or no? No. I feel uh, like that's like a dangerous trope. Yeah. I feel like I wouldn't be allowed to say like, ah, oh, the black community and their knowledge keepers. Like, is that is that not somehow, ra- it seems racist to me. Um. Yeah, it seems it to me too. Do we name this episode Nipple or do we dare? <laughs> I don't think is that so. Allowed? I think that would be misleading for the algorithm. The worst part is, okay. even if he has his window open and he's hanging he's out. He's a journalist the- waiting for Trump to pull up to the courthouse mm-hmm. talking about shooting him JFK style. <laughs> I mean, if he's driving, we've got a good shot. Yeah, if he's driving with the front window open. Yeah, or if it's a convertible. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. Like if he just pulls up by like JFK, it's like a JFK, a Lincoln. <laughs> Maybe someone, just like they told JFK, you know what you should do? You should take a convertible. <laughs> Am I surprised by that? No, of course. Of course they would think that that's the greatest thing in the world. Talking about shooting Trump. Of course. Because uh, they're really good people. Right, right. And kids in cages. And so, yeah, that's the kind of joke they make. We know somebody's <laughs> so, really By the way, people. speaking of Trump and being right about everything, including the statues, did you see the tweet of his about uh, Mark Cuban that people dug up? Oh, yeah, about him losing or some show this getting This is back canceled? from 2014. Donald Trump said, Major League Baseball was really smart when they wouldn't let Mark Cuban buy a team. Was it his financials or the fact that he's an asshole? <laughs> that's freaking great. So that's good. I'm glad. But that just goes to Trump is he just has such a read on people. And so like you can go all the way back and he's saying the same stuff about the same people, which is really funny to find. That was great. I saw the other one where he wrote him a note too, Mm -hmm. lamenting that Cubans uh, show got canceled. And it was all uh, like venomous uh, tongue in cheek. I'm so Mm -hmm. sorry about your show getting canceled. He's not afraid to hold a grudge. Remember, Alice, I got the treatment yeah so um a few more things that the biden administration is up to one is that um biden has been served a defeat in court regarding his dishwasher policy which i don't know if you realized he had a dishwasher and and washing machine policy no this is dishwashers like the ones that we have in our house oh i see because as it turns out the biden um efficient dishwashers that follow the new Biden era regulations mm-hmm. don't actually get your dishes clean. So people spend more time hand washing and pre washing and post washing dishes. And <coughs> they actually use several times more water and a lot more energy than they do if you just let people have dishwashers right. that work. Which is just one of the examples of the way this stuff is all symbolic and doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about the pollution. 
So anyway, that's been um, gone run of in the courts because of that. Um, but another thing they're up to, which I didn't even realize was a thing that just came through in the last couple days, is they've put in charge of um, the Labor Department, this lady who did like the AB5 in California, the law about independent contractors that essentially made it like illegal to be a DoorDash or an Uber driver without... Um, being an employee of the company. Right. Is it, is it gig economy things? Right. And so now this is going to be the rule for the country starting in March. Which is absolutely disastrous. And those of you who want local newspapers to exist without freelancers, good luck. Yeah. So this is a disaster. People are freaking out. I mean, I, I don't know how like they're going to deal with this. The AFL-CIO is all thrilled. Too many giant companies misclassify their workers as contractors to avoid paying overtime, workplace rights, and benefits that employees are entitled to. The Biden administration's restoration of a strong independent contractor rule is a powerful victory for working people. Mostly it means Uber's going to uh, develop rider driverless technology faster than before. Yeah, or there means. will be no Uber available in spots. Or they'll or, be super expensive. Exactly. And the same thing with pizza delivery people and all this stuff. Absolutely. So, oh, well, it's a stupid, stupid anti-business, anti-gig economy. When you need one the most, people now need these opportunities right. to make an We're, extra buck. Yeah. So when Tom Shattuck eventually someday potentially we could no be laid off, that uh, if Tom Shattuck would ever be laid off, uh, so much for his DoorDash career that he was hoping would take right. off. I that cannot. is that is over. Yes. I have to stop and shop has to hire me full time. <laughs> As an associate driver delivery person. You know, and like one of the things I was reading about it that they were saying was that like, oh, you know, employees make on average $9,000 more a year in pay and benefits. And I'm thinking to myself, and benefits is doing a lot of work there. It's quite possible that they make less in take home pay. Don't you think? When you say if they make $9,000 more in pay and benefits. Their actual take-home pay could be lower. Anyway, um, yeah, that's uh, that's on that. That's what they're up to. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on. Have you seen this stuff about the deep fake ads uh, that are happening? I saw that it was mentioned. I didn't. I didn't read it. Like Rogan. So this is like more and more they're putting out these ads. Like there's these ones on YouTube that feature Taylor Swift, Joe Rogan, Andrew Tate, Steve Harvey. There's ones on Facebook. Are they good? Have that, you seen them? I mean, they're pr- you can see the video if, if uh, you know, Twitter started to work again. It does work. How are, far towards the bottom is it? It's in our chat. I don't know exactly where. It's one of the last things I sent, I think. Um, anyway. You can see how good they are, but they use people's voices and images. There's also one that's been on Facebook featuring Tom Hanks. That one might be, I forget what that one's selling, but these are selling like fake things and they're, it's, they're saying it's part of a Medicare scam actually. And they're like running ads on YouTube and YouTube isn't able to keep up with them or unwilling to keep up with them to take them down, presumably because they're paying for the ad spots. So YouTube's making money, but it's just, It's interesting because the AI thing is like definitely moving faster than people's ability to regulate it, seemingly. Let me see. Insane video shows Joe Rogan deep faked an ad. How is this legal? This is 10 months ago, though. Uh, This is on Tim Pool, so I'm calling for four different people here. Hang on one second. 
from God. Jimmy Farley. He says, my first time seeing a deep fake ad in the wild on TikTok. How the F is this legal? Now, I've not confirmed this is an actual ad. This may be a gag. It's got 5 million views. Let me play for you this clip. Listen to this. There's a category of supplements that are very interesting, work very well to increase testosterone by about 100 to 200 points. Well, look, that Alpha Grind product that's all over TikTok, if you go to Amazon and you type in libido booster for men, you're going to find it right at the top. I mean, and that's because guys are figuring out that it literally is increasing size and making a difference down there. It stimulates. Wow. Yeah, that, so that's a different one, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, like, so these are getting more and more rampant and on like bigger and more legitimate platforms. Obviously, they're getting better over time. And, you know, like they're going to have to do something about it because it's... Um, it's fraud. It's fraud. And it's, it, I mean... You and I follow this AI stuff, mm -hmm. but like we both know or have known elderly people yeah. that are like so easily taken in by stuff. Right. You know, what What are people going to do when it's like, you know, because they already do these scams for elderly people that are like, we've kidnapped your granddaughter. You need to quickly wire. Yes. Like, and so now when they have a video of your granddaughter, like in her voice asking for help. Right. That's like not great. There are also like the password stuff is worse than ever. The you saw like one of these twenty three and me or DNA companies or whoever they are lost everybody's data. It's great. Like they got hacked. They hacked initially sixteen thousand people, but then because they treat it like a social network, it might have been Ancestry. I forget which one it was. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you're like connected to other people that you're related to on there. So then they got all those people's data too. So it was wow. like hundreds of thousands of people's genetic data. And the company turned around and was like, oh, it's because people like reused passwords from other websites. Oh, I see. It's not their fault. Right. No, it's people reusing passwords. But so, I mean, I guess the lesson is have used two-factor two authentication everywhere, but I'm seeing that even that's, like, not really enough that you should yeah. be using, like, authenticator apps and password keys and, like, all this Ugh. stuff. Like, oh, draining. But, like, who wants to deal with that, really? Right. It's annoying. Everyone reuses passwords. I hate to tell you, IT guy, all the IT guys in the chat are getting ready to yell at me, but everybody... Um, Everybody reuses passwords that I know. Else, do you know where mm -hmm. every character portrayed is the real thing? Um, on the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Uh, shut shut. Yeah. Yeah. Brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Hi, Tom. Hey. Happy belated. Thank Sorry, you. I wasn't able to call in right. and give you a proper happy birthday. I wanted to mention to you that. Um, Ooh, if you were gay. I didn't tweet out the live read. I mean, they, I didn't tweet out the show was going live. Did I? Or maybe I did. I tweeted it out. No, no, no. Okay, if I was gay, this is important. But, um, if you were gay, yeah. you would be a silver dad. Ooh. That's what they would call you a really? silver daddy. Because hmm. you got all that gray hair. and Yeah. You'd also be in the bear category. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of silver dads. I and would just, do it. If I could make money, I would do it. And within reason. Why is it funny? Within reason. I don't want to, like... Um, if you could make money? Yes. Absolutely. 
Okay, good. Well, I don't want to guess- be. I don't want to be like cranked up onto anything, like <laughs> anything that's like with chains and goes that requires a a winch to bring to the ceiling to be splayed or anything. The show note, um, Alice, when you're feeding Peter Rabbit, makes certain that um, your chest is out of uh, I've given frame. Up. I've given oh, up. Oh, really? The last episode. Occasionally, the yeah. Prior to this one, I try, um, but it, it's a losing battle, and I don't care. That it was much. almost wow. a complete uh, wardrobe malfunction. So, just just, just a quick <laughs> it's okay note about the uh, show. And again, Tom, I've uh, given up on that. Picks. I'm on Kid Five. Thank I mean, you very like, much, Doctor Cheswick. Yeah. Here's my thing on that: is that. Doctor Cheswick, you're going to lose all the support of every other guy watching because they have they're onto something good. They're getting OnlyFans without even without it being official. It's not, not, it doesn't count because it's breastfeeding. It, it, it's not sexual. It, guys, guys can work with that. Not me, it's, but other guys can work mm, with that. Believe me. Well, I'm past caring. I'm on Kid Five. I think it's fine. The MCP. Um, is that the like the MSP? I don't know. Tom. Yes. You are no bear, my friend. What? We, we're you just are talking. more of what they call a power bottom. <laughs> uh, think Eric Stone Street from Modern Family. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, I see. So that's that's called. I did like those characters. Both of those guys. I I like their characters. That guy, I don't, I don't think he's actually gay. He's actually got like someone a southern accent, and I think he's straight. I think. Then again, I don't know. I thought the guy from uh, Hamilton had AIDS. So I don't. I don't know. But uh, uh, let me see. Hi, Steve from Aramac. Hey, Steve. Uh, playing catch up. Listen to four episodes in a row. Wow, oh, which was you know painful, very enlightening, <laughs> haunting actually. Um, but. Uh, couple things one i think the hfl in justin's mixed martial arts league i think that the h is for hepburn because he was imitating Catherine hepburn sounded like oh. that he not so like that would be the hepburn fighting league wow. uh why'd you take a dump all over uh license to drive oh i, I mean them. i don't like Corey feldman or Corey i hate Hain them either, i hate them but that's a pretty funny movie no it's terrible those two guys i hate them I hate them. I celebrated Corey Haim's demise. I will celebrate, uh, ideally, Corey Feldman's demise. He is a a cancer on the earth, Corey Feldman. And if you watch his subsequent uh, musical routines since then, I I have so much disdain for those guys. It's awful. The girl who played Mercedes, though, was exceptionally hot. That was important. And it's got that hilarious, if completely tasteless segment towards the end with the drunk driver. Uh, which I found amusing. And- it's been a while, Steve. It's been a while. I know that uh, get out of my dreams, get into my car. Billy Ocean song, I think, was a. But it was one of those songs. It was one of those shows that was on HBO every eleven minutes in nineteen eighty eight or whatever. Also, the blonde you were trying to think of in that movie is is the beautiful Heather Graham. Oh, who I is didn't know in that. her early to mid fifties and is still beautiful to this day. Oh yeah, from um from the thing where in the rock where they're they're doing the rock band. Isn't that what she's from? From the rock? No, no. She was from um, Dirk Diggler. I don't know what the Mark Wahlberg thing where he's a porn star. She was just roller girl, skater girl. No, I don't know. You don't have that. Um, in the John Stewart interview with the new 
you know, very fun director of the new Star Wars. <laughs> yes, movie, yes. Who says she likes, you know, she lives to make men uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I, this is trite, but I mean, imagine the outrage if Quentin Tarantino uh, were to say, I love making women uncomfortable. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the boycotts, the, the, uh, Leaflets being dropped all over denouncing them would, would begin immediately. <laughs> oh, totally. It's just so hypocritical. Well, but also, it, like, I don't think he'd ever say something that would get you to think that he was anything but a movie buff. Like, Tarantino right. loves movies. He's trying to make good movies. Yeah, and you can say a lot of things about him, but the guy eats and breathes movies. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. He's like his push for a political change in our culture. No. Well, yeah, and it's funny that you say that because I saw somebody on Twitter today who was um, talking about, like, the Barbie movie, and I I guess somebody said something about it at the Golden Globes that made fun of it or something, and I, I don't know. I didn't follow exactly what the conversation was about, but they posted that scene when America Ferrara, like, goes off and is like, oh, and then women have to do this, and you can never show weakness, but you can't be too, like, blah, 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 all this whole rant that's in the middle of the movie and is, like, one of the worst parts of what is not a good movie Yes, of just, like... <clears throat> totally what's it called breaking the fourth wall is that what it's yeah. called when you do that when oh, you're like terrible. just like blatantly like ranting like trying to make your point instead of you're telling not showing and instead of making a movie you're just now ranting at the audience about something oh. and this person posted it and was like i can't believe that this movie which contains like the greatest you know, description of women. It went into this like whole thing. Like they thought that was great, and I was like, "Did we watch the same movie? Like, it's are we so talking about the same thing?" But I think like people that are into this social justice stuff like really needed to be made that obvious for them. No, well, absolutely, and I think and and that's like the two of the stars were at the Golden Globes. This Asian guy and this black woman, mm-hmm. and they think they're like dunking. Like, there's some kind of high five. There's a small brain thing happening where they think they're dunking on people. Good evening, everyone. Issa and I recently had the privilege of playing Barbie and Ken in the Barbie movie, which is pretty impactful for people who look like us. Yeah, we may not have been what first popped up in people's minds when they thought of Barbie or Ken, but that's changed, and we're hoping to continue to push the boundaries of the roles we can play. By that, of course. We mean white people roles. Oh, my God. I'd love to play white people roles. No, me too. White people roles are the best. I mean, I, uh, uh, an alcoholic, divorced, single father fighting for custody. Oh, yeah. Um, an alcoholic housewife okay. whose husband's affair drives her deeper into alcohol. Uh, uh, how about this? How about this? Uh, an alcoholic school teacher who must put their love of alcohol aside to inspire their class of inner city youths. Uh, white people roles. Uh, it's so... Uh, the problem is this it's is that you're not funny and i'm willing to be made fun of and there are great comedians who do it mm-hmm. who are funny but they're just these people are lame it's not funny these and are it's people like, celebrating having a small brain and it's like weird and petty and jealous sort of yeah it's not it's not smart it's not funny there are ways to make fun of white people that are funny by the way eddie white murphy people. made a, a career out of it you know um chappelle has made a career out of it and you know who mm-hmm. loved it White people? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's it's lame. And But I, I think there are a bunch of people that do think comedy and movies should be like that now. Should be like yes, a collection of lectures about things. You know what? Because you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to make us feel uncomfortable. Well, right. And like a lot of it doesn't make good movies, though. Uh, yeah. Or good comedy. Nobody's going to go see that freaking movie, Correct. by the way. 
Uh, and then finally, uh, just it's good listening to the, the four episodes in a row. Uh, the step on game is really <laughs> nuclear at this point. <laughs> and it's just terrific. And, uh, it reached its, its moment of apotheosis for me. Uh, <laughs> during Alice's reading of uh, Bill Ackman's text yeah. uh, thread about DEI, and Tom says, this is the welcome to the party, pal, moment, you know, for Bill Ackman. And in true burn barrel fashion, as Alice is reading, he starts the segment from Die Hard two minutes before the line is uttered. Oh, my shot, God. My shot. I was... machine gun fire going off, chairs crashing into police cars, and Alice trying to read this. It was, it was, a, it was such a terrific welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. Outstanding. You never know when you roll a dice like that what's going to happen. It was a tough one. Well, it's like this. two more. Steve from Aramax. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hi. Steve from Aramax. Hi, Steve. Just a few thoughts about that shrill, shrieking horror uh, millennial in that in, in that. Oh, uh, yeah. The, I think it's a Gen Z-er. I yeah. think it's a Gen Z-er. Uh, I don't know how old she is. I don't know what her educational background is, but um, a couple of things. One is don't ever tell an interviewer that you work nine to five, five days a week. <laughs> I've interviewed enough people and been interviewed enough times to know that you're looking for someone whose mindset is five to nine. Right. Right. That's the first thing. Uh, second, it seems like she doesn't have a mentor or anybody right. giving her any guidance. And I don't know yeah. what her situation was with her parents, but find a mentor, you know, find something you like to do. Everybody's first job out of college sucks. Yes. Even if yeah. you like it. And I liked my first job. It was a really bare bones sales job. But I learned a ton and I had fun doing it, but the money sucked. So after I think a year and a half, I went and got a better job. Right. And mm -hmm. on and on. But, uh, you know, I know it's tough economic times, but, you know, there was a recession when I graduated in 1990. Uh, I know inflation is out of control right mm -hmm. now, but maybe she also ought to think about who she's voting for. <laughs> because the guy before this guy had the economy humming and uh, inflation was single digit. And now we've got this ass clown that I'm sure she voted for. Yeah. Uh, doing whatever. I don't know. But, but again, I don't know if I said this already, but it's not like your parents' parents left the house and immediately had a country club membership and a five-bedroom house in Weston. Right. It takes time. It yeah, takes most of them decades. did not. Anyway, and you. like we were talking about, houses used to suck a lot more. People had a lot fewer appliances. People had a lot less stuff. I know the Biden administration yeah. and others are trying to take us back there with appliances that suck and less stuff and being yeah. poorer. I know that they're working towards that. But like overall, things have gotten better since like the 1950s. Well, so totally true. But also like. Uh, unlike 15 years, I think back now Occupy Wall Street was 15 years ago because pretty much. Um, it was right, I feel like it was right around the time we started dating because remember. 2010, so that's 15 yeah, years ago. Cause I, I sent, remember I sent us a song of the guy? Yes, well that that's that's what it is. Is that I remember one of the cuts that we used to play in the Michael Graham show when I was a producer mm -hmm. all the time was it used to be that you graduate and you gain entry into the middle class. It's like... Um, no. No. You had to hustle in fight. Like all these people, like Steve was saying, all these people with nice houses in good cars, not, not all, but most, <clears throat> mm -hmm. 
had to hustle and suck it up for a long time. Right. Another thing, Steve, that Steve talked about there being she needing a mentor. A mentor should first of all say, "Don't be a spoiled little brat in front of millions of people and go viral," because she, as constructor right now, is unhirable. Yeah, exactly. I work forty hours a week. So, like Steve said, yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, that's not bonus points for that. That's the minimum. No, yeah. All right, Alice. This is going to Steve from Merrimack. Okay. Says Bocce, B-A-C-I. I think that's an okay. incorrect spelling of the Bocce The Bocce's name. we know. I My know. Ronnie Bocce. Hi, Steve from Merrimack. Hey, Steve. Tom, I uh, enjoyed your recounting of the Bocce family yeah. and uh, how inspiring they were. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not kidding, but, you know, you know that, that, that is uh, admirable. I mean, these people work their asses off. But I got to be candid. Anytime I hear the name or word Bocce, uh-huh. all I think of is the scene in Splash where Daryl Hannah finally comes out of the water and she's completely naked and she's walking towards a guide giving a tour of the statue of liberty uh-huh. and the guide goes ladies and gentlemen this is the statue of liberty it has become a symbol of freedom to naked women everywhere <laughs> Bocce balls <laughs> never fails to amuse me oh thank that's you. great thank you for reminding me of that my pleasure steve my pleasure steve I, we gotta watch splash have you ever watched it else i don't think that i am no. you probably haven't it it was it it's very early 80s john candy tom hanks Naked Mermaid, Daryl Hannah, who was especially interesting, handsome woman at the time. Um, thank you so much for listening, everybody, and for joining us in the chat. Um, if you would like to join that, that's at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. We also do an extra segment each week for Patreon. You can um, also, of course, listen to the show for free. Burnbarrelpodcast.com has links to all different places to listen. You can um, also watch the show on YouTube, on Rumble, and um, when I get around to uploading it on Twitter as well, frequently. Say la vie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Boland Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Boland Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.